It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So, I'm recording this Saturday. It's not dropping until Monday. There's a pretty good chance that everything I'm about to say is going to have been completely invalidated by the time you're listening to this. If that happens, this is your opportunity to mock me in the comments below. Like and or dislike and subscribe. Today, I'm going to do my 53-man roster cutdown prediction. See you after the jump. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is just for the initial 53. Now, they're going to make moves after that. They're going to get rid of some guys that are on the roster. They're going to pick up some guys from other teams. This is just like day one, they cut down to 53. Here's who I think's on the roster. Position one, kicker, nobody. I don't think they keep any of them. They've done this before. Nobody was good enough to keep the job. Nobody gets to stay. Position two, fullback. Yes, they're going to keep Jason Cabinda because they love that guy. And he plays all of the special teams. Now, say this with me because we're going to cover this a bunch of times. The person who makes the 53-man roster isn't necessarily the best or most useful offensive or defensive player. It's the person who plays the most special teams. Are you with me? Okay, perfect. Let's keep going. Linebacker is the next position we're going to cover. Barnes and Anzalone appear to be the starters. After that, you've got Rodrigo and Campbell. Next line of defense. Solid players. And then you're going to see two more make the roster. In Jalen Reeves-Maven, Jalen Reeves-Maven, and Anthony Pittman. Again, those guys are playing special teams. They'll be on the 53 every week. You might actually see Rodrigo not dress some weeks so that those two guys can play special teams. Unless he can actively keep one or both of them behind him on that depth chart. But... I think the Lions are going to keep six linebackers, despite the fact that they're only ever really going to play on defense with two of them. So that's seven spots we have so far, including Kabinda. Next position, tight end. Sam Laporta just might make the roster. I mean, he's probably your week one starter, as far as all the passing downs go anyway. You've got Brock Wright on the roster. He is going to do the heavy lifting for this tight end group in week one. 
Uh, James Mitchell is also going to make it. He got better as a blocker as the year went on last year. Seems to have got a little bit better going into the preseason. So he's going to basically fill your uh, your third spot. So that's going to be three tight ends. Kabinda can also do this in an absolute pinch. But again, it's not why he's on the roster. So that's three more guys. So we're at a total of 10 players on the roster so far. Quarterback, super mysterious position. Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater make the roster. Nobody else does. I hate to say this about a guy on this day, but Adrian Martinez does not appear to be an NFL quarterback based on any of the practice and or game footage that I have seen of him. That's, you know, not on the front. It just is kind of what it is. That's not what he's going to be. Uh, he was not as good as David Blau or uh, Boyle were for the Lions, and that's not great. Both of those guys will probably be available next week. Not that I'm sure either of them would start here or would sign here, I should say. But basically, they can do better than Martinez. A team will cut a guy if they want a third quarterback. That's where they're going to find it. That takes us to edge. And this one's going to get spicy. Aiden Hutchinson makes the roster. Shocking. So does Charles Harris. So does Josh Pascal. So does James Houston. So does Romeo Okwara. And so does Julian Okwara. That's right. I'm telling you right now. Oh, John Kaminsky also does. <laughs> don't, want to, don't want to forget the commish. Terrible, terrible mistakes have almost been made. Uh, yeah, the lines are going to keep a whole bunch of edges. And the reason is because that is the one thing that you can't get more of that nobody has enough of. Somebody will trade something for one of those edges. And I don't think it really matters which one necessarily somebody's willing to give something up for. Obviously, the Lions can't go through the entire season with that many guys. But barring injury, that's what we're working with week one. Or I should say that is what we're working with day one of week one. Who knows what it'll be at the game. Uh, there's all kinds of reports that Julian Okwara was going to the Giants and we'll see if there's anything to those, but they're probably not going to get him for nothing just by waiting for cutdowns. Because as I said, this is the position in the league where there are straight up not enough people and the Lions have a glut of them. It would be silly to let all of them go or one of them go for nothing. So after keeping seven edges, that gets us to position seven, offensive tackle. I think the Lions might keep Decker and Sewell, maybe. I also think they're going to keep Sorsdahl, maybe. Considering they just draft him and he's a project, that's definitely a thing that's going to happen. I also think they're going to keep Matt Nelson uh, because... Basically, he's the only guy who can kind of play left tackle that isn't already starting. And you need one of those. And he has not looked great in the preseason, but he does have tape previously where he did. So I think the coaches will probably lean in the 53 like they're trying to win now. And Sorsdahl's their developmental guy. With that said, I also think Jermaine Effetti is going to make this team. 
That's right. I think the Lions keep five offensive tackles. And I'm going to get to why in just a second here, because you know what? Actually, forget it. I'm just going to skip right in, do the whole line as one patch here. We're going to do the interior next. Uh, Ragnow, Big V, Jonah Jackson. There's your starters. Glasgow's a backup to all three of those. And in a pinch, if you desperately need them to, if Eddie can do that, Sorsdahl is as good at that as he is a tackle at this point. I don't think they're really going to keep a whole bunch more guys than that, just because... Like, they'll keep some guys on the practice squad, but I think those might also be tackles. Like, the Lions' interior offensive line depth in this preseason is abysmal. So, those guys are probably not going to stick around for the 53-man roster. So, your three starters and Glasgow. That's that's the interior offensive linemen who make this. Three backup offensive tackles. Every week, the Lions will line up their five best guys and go. That's how that's going to work. Let's talk interior defensive line. Uh, what are the Lions going to do with that? Obviously, L.M. McNeil makes the team. Uh, Bugs is going to make the team. Uh, Levi Onzerike had a good preseason, so I think they're going to keep him around because he has some upside, whereas a lot of these guys kind of are exactly what they are right now, and they're not going to get any better than that. Um, Roderick Martin just got drafted, so obviously he is also going to make the team. Somebody would snap him up if they didn't do that. So there's your four. The question is whether there's going to be a fifth, and I don't think in this initial cutdown there will be uh, because like Benito Jones – might be one of the guys who comes back on after some moves are made, but I think he's probably going to get cut immediately and he'll have an opportunity to look around for other gigs. Uh, I think he and Durden end up kind of in that initial group of practice squad players. And then Jones, like I said, gets called up when one of the edges moves or something happens at another position we haven't covered yet. Just he's a, a guy who can play. And I think on this active roster, they are going to want guys who can play over guys who might someday be able to play. That's what the practice squad is for. And I don't think the Lions have any guys who can't play right now that are worth keeping over somebody who can for a team that is trying to win their division this year. And I think that's probably the mindset that the team is going to take. They can develop guys on the practice squad. They've done it before. Running backs. Obviously, Gibbs and Montgomery are going to make this team. And I think Craig Reynolds basically said yesterday in the game that uh, they have to keep him. Uh, he played exceptionally well as the only running back really getting carries in the first half of that game. Uh, he took the pressure off of Teddy Bridgewater and put it right on his back and carried it into the end zone. I also think they're going to keep Benny Snell. And again, this is a special team spot. One of the you know last guys on the roster. It's he can play running back if you need him to, and he can do that probably as well as Jamar Jefferson or any of these other guys really can. But it, it doesn't matter because almost anybody can play running back. It's not a hard position to play. There's billions of them. That's why what he does is he plays all of the special teams, and that's why he's going to make this roster. So the Lions keep four running backs and also Kabinda. And various people in Lions fandom lose their ever-loving minds because they think that's a 1990s 
1980s, even possibly 1970s mindset. It's just about special teams, guys. Relax. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Safety. Kirby Joseph might make the team. Obviously, he's going to make the team. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson, also a lock. Brian Branch, lock. Tracy Walker, lock. Is there anyone else I need to talk about? Anything I need to address? Any elephants in the room? If Yatu Melifonwu probably makes the 53-man cut down because he's injured, uh, then they're probably not going to want to do an injury settlement with him. And they don't have players that are going to have difficulty getting on to practice squads, to be blunt. So chances are, if he makes it on there, I don't know if he's there for the actual Chiefs game. Like I said in the video, every time he plays well, he gets injured immediately after. And that is what he did. Literally the day after that video dropped, he went down. How long can you keep a guy like that? What's the uh, the meme? You just can't keep getting away with it. I think they keep those four safeties and iffy. But I don't think iffy sticks around all that much longer than this injury lasts. That's, another, that's a spot where they'll find another roster spot for another player later. So if you're counting, that's uh, 43 roster spots that we've taken care of. I'm leaving the best for last. So we're going to do corner now. Uh, Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton are your starters. Uh, Will Harris is going to make the team again, plays special teams, backs up every single defensive back position. That's how you make a roster. And I think uh, Lucas is going to make the team. Just he's been the most consistent guy. Other guys have had higher ups. They've also had lower downs, if that makes sense. Uh, I also think there is no chance that they don't make it to the practice squad. I don't think anyone's claiming Stephen Gilmore or Starling Thomas uh, in this week where hundreds of players get cut. Just don't see it happening. So they'll sit on the practice squad until maybe a space frees up after somebody gets cut, like say maybe a safety. And then one of those two guys, probably Starling Thomas, because he plays special teams, would be the one to come back of those two. Again, there's a theme. You know, got to also remember that Brian Branch can play outside corner if you need him to. Gardner Johnson can play outside corner if you need him to. You don't want him to, but mid-game, uh, it's probably not worse at it than Starling Thomas, and they're going to want to win the game more than they're going to want to not play corner. That's one thing you can count on about all the guys that they brought in here is they'll do whatever they're asked to do, whether they like it or not. So there you have your corner group. I think the initial 53, they only keep four. Jamison Williams is going to make the roster a wide receiver. That's a thing we know. Josh Reynolds is going to make it. 
Almond Ross St. Brown is going to make it. Marvin Jones is going to make it too. Again, I think this is because this group has, when they've had the option, erred on the side of having a high basement in players that are actually going to play offensive positions. So as opposed to one of these guys who may or may not be able to play, they're going to take the guy they know can do certain things and they're going to ask him to do those things. So I think that's your main four wide receivers here. Cully for Raymond, that's who I missed. Will also obviously make the roster. He's the team's starting kick returner. He backs up every single spot on the field. And for receivers, that is how you make this roster. He may end up being the team's second leading receiver again this year. There are no sacred cows to not be cut here. Green's not going to get poached. Drummond's not going to get poached. Coda's not going to get poached. Those guys are all going to get to the practice squad. Frankly, if they don't, then Maurice Alexander probably will. And you're fine. If somebody gets injured, those guys will get called up. If nobody ever gets injured, by the time JMO comes back, that is, and that is a roster spot where maybe if you're super concerned, one of them would get picked up later, you slide him into JMO's spot. But I suspect that spot will be more of a Benito Jones kind of place, and the team will sort of lean on Gibbs a little bit in terms of receiving role for week one. Uh, But for the initial 53... I think the Lions, that's basically who they keep is they keep the guys they absolutely have to and put the other guys on the practice squad until everything else shakes out and then maybe move a guy up. Which leaves us with the punter, who is Jack Fox, obviously, and our long snapper, Scott Daly, to get to 53 players on the 53-man roster. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Make fun of how many things were wrong if you're watching this after the cutdowns, which some of you may. Have a great day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit.